Welcome to another edition of Blues Views 324. I'm your host, Dan, and I have a co-host for tonight. Uh, I have my good friend, Harris, who is back with me. He came on to the Giants Roundtable a couple weeks ago before I announced the Blue View 324 was going to be a, become a podcast. So how's it going tonight, Harris? Uh, before I get into you, I'm sorry for jumping in already. Go figure. Way to go, me. Harris is one of my good friends. Uh, if you didn't listen to the podcast a couple of weeks ago, he's been a giant season ticket holder for his whole life, basically. And yeah, he's basically been a giant season ticket holder his whole life. And he's became one of my good friends over the last couple of years. Harris, how's it going tonight? It's going good, Dan. I can't believe I'm missing the Hall of Fame game for this. Oh, yeah, it's okay. I I, I literally hate both teams. It's uh, the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've never met a nice Cowboy. Uh, oh, it's Dallas, of course. But, I mean, I never really met a nice Pittsburgh Steeler fan that I'm like, oh, yeah, he's my, my best friend I could be friendly with or whatever, like anything like that. They don't exist. No, they don't. Um, we could celebrate not drafting Dwayne Haskins tonight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is he in yet? <laughs> I don't think he's in yet. He'll be in there. So Okay. Yeah. Over I don't have the game on. One, the turnovers, one and a half turnovers for him. I'm going <laughs> over. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I don't have cable up here, and I didn't feel like streaming tonight. But for big games, I probably will. So the reason why I have Harris on tonight is I figured it would be more fun to have someone on with me to uh, talk about the upcoming season a little bit and, well, like, camp battles and maybe breakout stars. We're praying to God for the regular season. Since next week is the Fan Fest and the first game of the season, this is a perfect time to talk about any chances of anybody breaking out. We're going to go offense and defense, and we're going to do maybe a little camp battles if we get into it later on. It's not the biggest camp battle season, um, really. Thankfully for the Giants, there's a lot of depth, but it's not really a battle here and there because a lot of players are still going to get a lot of playing time. Other than maybe wide receiver would be one of the bigger ones to keep our, keep our eyes on. Um, before we start, Harris, do you have anything you want to talk about? I know you, you're chomping at the bit for the brawl the other night. I know I did a couple-minute uh, pod about it, but it, it definitely got my juices flowing. How's it, uh, I'm sure it did for you yeah. as well. You know, I listened to Utah a couple days ago, and then today I was listening to Michael Irvin, and it kind of got me going. He's saying, you know, in this day and age, we're like a powder football league, you know? Nobody likes to hit each other. Practices are very light. Guys just go in, go out, get the paycheck. And the fact that we're actually hitting each other in pads, getting feisty, it shows me that our team has some fight. I think judges changed the culture. And I think it's a good thing. Both sides had their back, you know. Ingram got into it. They hit back. They hit back. And, you know, we're going to be a scrappy team. Judge said that right from the start. And I think it's all good. And and Nobody got hurt. Thank God no one got hurt. And it was good to see Daniel Jones getting into the pile granted we don't want to see him get in the pile but if like i mentioned the other day if if i was on offense and i saw daniel jones running to the pile and trying to defend my guys i i would be very amped up for him as well and he's already a captain on this team everybody knows he he has leadership capabilities so that wasn't surprising but it was cool to see him 
getting in the thick of things when he really clearly didn't have to or shouldn't have. But when they, the beat writers asked him the other day, he was just like, yeah, I'm a part of the team type of thing. So exactly. it gets, it gets, it gets the whole fan base ready to go. And Logan Ryan said it the best with the, our fan ba- fans and players and the whole organization is tired of losing and we're going to give everything we got the, there. We, we need to be grimy and, and we're playing We're we're from Jersey type of thing. So I I gotta slow down of being how excited I am for this season because it's I'm like already like in December mode of like jacked upness. So and we are and we are we're almost a week away from the first preseason game. So that's what's we gotta really slow it down a bit. But so yeah, anything else about the fight or um anything like that? I think we should be excited. I mean, yeah, you know, football started tonight and like everything you said in your last episode, I'm excited for this season. I really am. I just love what Judge is doing. I love what the whole team is. It's a brotherhood. Everyone's bonding together. We're going to be a scrappy team, and right, and we're going to be a contender. And right, and what I what I said as well is the Giants always feast of being the underdog. We're always right. better as underdogs. And with that being said, I'm I'm just ready to shock the world, kind of. Exactly. Hopefully, what we're going to say with what we hope for breakouts, obviously, we're going to mention a couple. And if a couple of those things fall right, we should be in contention for the division. So 100%. without further ado, I will lead off with uh, I want to go offense or defense first. Um, let's go offense. Going to go offense. OK, so what? will the Giants offense need to do and who would need to break out for the New York football Giants to be successful in the 2021 season? (sighs) Obviously the obvious answer is Daniel Jones, but I'm not going to give it because that's, that's too obvious. We, I'm going to go with someone, I'm going to go with someone that's on the offensive line because honestly with the offensive line, it'll only go as Daniel Jones and the rest of the offense will only go as far as the offense line lets them. And I'm going to go with last year's fourth pick overall and Andrew Thomas. And with Andrew Thomas, he, he had a rough first half of his rookie season. He was facing guys that were all pro all world type of players. And you're just like, poor guy. He has to like go against these studs to start the season off he came late to a meeting, so he was he got benched for the first quarter or first half, I forget, in the Washington home game. And it just wasn't a hot start for him. Um, and he knows it. He even admitted it. And as the season progressed, as the offense became a little bit better, obviously there were not very good last year, the offense. But as the season progressed, he really started to play better. He was always able to be decent in the running game, but the passing game, he was a little shaky at times. Uh, one game came to mind was the strip sack off of uh, Khalil Mack, right? It was Khalil Mack, right? Yeah. Fair game. So yeah. um, uh, it's going to be Andrew Thomas. I, I could have copped out and said the whole offensive line for obvious reasons, but if I had to pick one player, I think Andrew Thomas is going to break out for us this year. And, protect Daniel Jones and the rest of the line is hopefully going to gel. It's been like I mentioned, uh, I forgot which pod, but 
if they're they seem to be going out together partying uh, pretty much everybody except me sold there for obvious reasons of family life and obviously he's a little bit older than everybody else but he's a good veteran to have in the in the locker room but everybody else has gone out partied worked out and like just been a unit together so it's going to be interesting to see especially they didn't mention how long uh, Lemieux is going to be out for they said they dodged the bullet with that severity of an injury so he actually practiced today Oh, he, he did. Came oh, back okay. In limited fashion, I, but he came back, so that's good. Oh, to see okay. Him so that's that's great news to hear. He'll probably not play any of the preseason games, but he'll hopefully be there week one then. Oh, okay. I missed that tonight. Good call, Harris. That's yeah, why yeah, yeah. it's good to have you. Um, <laughs> all right. So that that was my first offensive uh, breakout player. Who who is your first uh, offensive mm-hmm. breakout? You stole my thunder a little bit. I was gonna say like, can we say the whole offensive line because Last year, we're dead last, according to, you know, PFF. So, I'm going to go with Will Hernandez. Okay. So, third-year player. He's actually the veteran. How about the this? Group. We'll go each position depth. So, it's it's it will be more fun with that. So, we'll okay. go running. We'll, we'll, like, we'll do – we'll pick a couple of people from offense and a couple of people from defense. How about that? Yeah, we're, we're changing up on the fly as you speak. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Will Hernandez, go. He's a Will Hernandez, third year. We drafted him. He was a very promising player. You know, a lot of guys had him high in the draft board. He snuck to us in the second round, I believe. That was the Barkley draft. Right. And um, he kind of regressed last year. You know, we had really high hopes for him. He had a mean streak to him. We all knew that. I remember he was always in the fighting in the pile. Tough guy, reliable. And last year, he fell in and out of the rotation a little bit. Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with COVID as well. He got one of the he did he was one of the players that got COVID and he missed a bunch of time, and unfortunately it 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 affected him. So that's probably why we didn't get to see him more out in the rotation. I really hope so because I like him as well, um, with the mean streak and he would fit perfect. He's not the best offensive lineman, but he gets the job done when he he needs to get it done, and he's. He's a likable guy in his contract year, so I would like to see him back right. next year. Yeah, and then it's crazy. He's the oldest offensive lineman in our starting lineup right now. Andy yeah, Thomas, Nate Solder old. doesn't play. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't got Nate starting. We got Matt no, I don't. I don't either. I'm just saying hypothetically. <laughs> right. Um, yes, I'm like, you know, you need to have you need to hit on these draft picks. You know, second round pick. We can't just have a wasted pick. We need to, you know. Right. I like to keep our own guys and see him get into the second contract. And you win with the young, controllable talent. So Fernandez steps up and all the guys around him. That's what's going to get Jones successful and get us back on track. So. Okay, I have. I'm gonna. I want to go with two breakout people on the offense. Yeah. Another two more on the offensive side. This is going to be. One's going to be like okay, I could see it. And the other one is the fans and people that are listening are going to grab their pitchforks and, and yell at me. I think I know it. <laughs> um, I will go with the least controversial one first. Um, I think Darius Slayton. Um, I think Darius Slayton had a rough first uh, second year because they pinned him as a wide receiver one. Um, he didn't have a bright spots. I'm still convinced he was hurt halfway through the season and they just stopped throwing him the ball and just whatever happened in the second half. Cause the first half he was really good. He was productive. 
And then after the Washington game at home, his something just went completely flat. Now with having Kenny Galladay, who uh, we didn't we failed to mention before, is going to be out two to three weeks. Granted, a hamstring injury could linger the whole season, but it could have been a lot worse. So we'll take that. But with Darius Slayton going to be wide receiver number two, I think, and with Shep and then hopefully Kadarius Tony at some point in the season. I'm not Shepard. Slayton's in a perfect spot of being that number two guy that is just like, okay, he can he can go up and get it. We've seen him. He, Daniel trusts him. He's been his go-to guy since day one. He's a he's a burner down the field when he wants to be and he can be. Um, I think Darius Slayton is going to have a much better year three that everybody that people expect. I know a lot of people for got sour on him for whatever reason, and that's rightfully so. The off the whole offense sucked last year, so I'm going to go Darius Slayton number two, um, and number three before you go. I'm, I'm, I hope I didn't steal any of your thunder. I really think Evan Ingram. It's now or never for Evan Ingram. It's hard. his final year of the contract. He is. Let's see. Let's see the options that we'll have that he he's not going to be that main focal point every single week. Uh, since we have Kenny Galladay now as a wide receiver, we have the other wide receivers that we mentioned before. We have hopefully Saquon Barkley back and he can be the third or fourth option on a given week if everything goes to plan. And that's perfect. And we all know how athletic he is as a player it's just it, can he make those easy completions that for whatever reason he's able to make the one-handed grab or he's able to break a run for 70 yards for a touchdown like the the Tampa game two seasons ago he was finally healthy all year last year and then just unfortunately turnovers and mistakes like he was more harm than good last year even though he made the pro bowl so he he was by far the most frustrating player to watch last year on the Giants team, and especially offensively, obviously. Um, yeah, I think I it's – what's I was going to say, I don't want to interrupt you, but that no, Eagles game, the Eagles game. Well, the Eagles game, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that, that almost, game would have sealed the game and the, we would have probably would have won the division. So it's just – yeah, Evan Ingram really had an off year last year, and hopefully it's a contract year either with us coming back with us or finding another team. Yeah. He needs to show what his worth right. is. Um, so, yeah. Rudolph um, is right there now too. Rudolph right, and Rudolph him. is going to be taking a lot of snaps. He's still on PUP, but I think he's going to take a lot of snaps away from him because he's more of that traditional goal line tight end and he's a better blocking tight end as well and he's more of the jason Wynn mold that garrett loves so it's going to be interesting um with evan ingram i know everybody that's listening right now is going to be what how what are you what are you, what are you talking about like he sucks i'm like anyone but ingram but anyway yeah so um I, I can't imagine him being on social media. I would I would hate my life right now if I was him <laughs> social media wise. I would never be on it. But he's living the off. best slot. Yeah, I would never be on it. But hopefully he proves a lot of people wrong, including myself. And he bounces bounces to be the Evan Ingram we've all been waiting for the last four years. So no, yeah, no more inconsistencies, you know? Yeah, like, if he's a little 
and he worked so hard and that's the annoying thing about it he like if he was like a bomb and lazy about it it would be so easy not to care about him but he works his butt off and it's just like come on just, just and then like, you want to shake him, right? You want to yeah. Like... Just come on, just make the easy catch. We know you make the beautiful one-handed catches and like just the insane catches. We just need you to just put two hands on the ball sometimes and just get the ugly catches. That's that's all right. we need. You know what I mean? Um, so he is the reason why we're sticking with him because if he was you know like a diva or any any kind of other issues like that, we probably would have gotten rid of him already. Right. But because right. he's a model citizen, hard worker. Right. That's why we're giving, you know, you don't give All up right. on talent with it. All right. But. So who are your two more? You can either give one or two uh, more offensive breakouts. Um, yeah, you stole my thunder a little bit, but I'm going to go with, um, you said Daniel Jones before, but then we have to talk about him. No, we, we have to talk about it. So I'm glad you're bringing him up. All right, so Daniel Jones, I mean, that's a one. Yeah, I'm, I'm only giving you one because we can go twenty. <laughs> we can go three hours on Daniel Jones. Exactly. So Daniel Jones, you were at the Tampa game. Remember that, right. Dan? What were we thinking? We we're thinking this guy is like the next Mahomes. You don't want to get too excited, but he showed everything in that game. The, right. The mobility, the accuracy, under pressure, everything. Right. And then under Shermer, he actually had a pretty good year. You know, we got a little concerned about the turnovers. Right. Last year. You know the whole offense. You know the offense line regressed, and he regressed definitely, especially under Garrett. Without and, yeah, without Saquon Garrett, the whole offensive line only right. throwing for eleven TDs is just disgusting. Yeah, yeah. it was just not a good year. And yeah, we weren't staring her back. Remember, as the as the right. Yeah, I, I yeah, I took that from Bobby Skinner that um, Pat Shermer <laughs> should become our offensive coordinator. Um, right. but yeah, it. it it had Dan Jones is the key to our whole entire season. It, we're gonna go as far as Daniel Jones takes us, and like what Evan, what we, what I just mentioned with Evan Ingham, the dude works his butt off. Like the amount of effort and energy and time he puts into something, he can't suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just the amount of energy and like his life is depending on this, like what he's doing he's getting there at the crack of dawn he's probably leaving at the crack of uh, at dusk you know what i mean so you and me both like daniel um we we are more of the defending defenders of daniel jones we've seen enough of him that we're like all right with the right offensive play calling and the right weapons we can definitely see he can be good he right. has the same mold of Eli in him as in like, he doesn't, you don't know what Daniel you're going to get. You're going to get the five touchdown Daniel, or you're going to have the five pick slash three fumble type Daniel. Right. And that's what we need in New York, in New York, New Jersey. And that's what you need in your quarterback. We need that even kill guy. Just go do your job, make the right plays and just be smart with the ball. I know that's an oxymoron right now for him and Eli Manning towards the end of his career, but it, 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 it needs to, it needs to happen. And it needs to happen in year three. It's the second, it's the second time, second year with the new off. Well, it's not a new offense, but the second year with Garrett's offense. And we have to find a way to open up the offense and get Daniel, 
to look like what he was in his rookie year, which was pretty solid. And if he was able, he did cut down the turnovers last year, especially towards the end before he messed up his ankle, he was playing pretty well. So imagine if his ankle didn't like, like if his ankle wasn't hurt towards the end of the season, I really believe we could have stole at least one of those games where he didn't play or he was too banged up to play, you know? So I think if he played the Browns game, I think we would have had a better shot of winning that game. Right, yeah. We had the Colt McCoy show. <laughs> yeah, the Colt McCoy, which he played fine. They they opened the ball, opened the throwing game because Freddie Kitchen was the OC that game. But I, I'm still angry at uh, Joe Judge with the fake field goal to oh, Nick God. Gates. That Nick was, Gates. oh man, that was a rough one. So, like, uh, Dixon and Nick Gates. I've been talking way too much. So about Daniel Jones, um, you you could sh- uh, shed some light. I know you got your uh, big sheet of stats, and my, you you my prepare your accounting papers. T- take it away. Well, Dan, it's, it's a make or break year. The NFL is, you know, Obviously. what have you done for me lately? And I don't want to go down the Sam Darnold path. You know, he's he's out of New York now, and they had high hopes for him too. And the management this year, we gave him. We got him Kadarius Tony in the first round, but the biggest addition was Kenny Galladay. So knock on wood, he's healthy. And with those additions, I think we could see Daniel Jones get back to what he was his rookie year, cut down on turnovers. He's also a couple more years into the league. He's seen different defenses. You know, I'm hoping he's going to be, you know, more into it in the game. And the offensive line, like we said, I think that's going to be a huge question mark too. Like last year, we didn't really know who to point the finger at. Was it? Was it Jones? Was it the offensive line? Was it Ingram even? Was it was it Jason Garrett? This year, there's continuity more, and they got to find a way to get it done. <laughs> it's plain right. and simple. No, it's plain and, and simple, yeah. This year, COVID was, could be a possible excuse, the new coordinator, but this year, second year, and yeah. Well, Garrett's second year. Right. Jones' is third year, and I'm hoping this is the year he takes off because – if he's unsettled, then everything gets reset, unfortunately. We do have, you know, another first-round pick from the Bears, but hopefully that'll go towards building around Jones. Right. Hopefully so, it's a defensive stud or or someone to put around for Jones. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Anybody. Right. You have any other players? you have any other offensive players? Uh, we hit on most of them. I mean, right. I think Shepard's kind of going under the radar a little bit because they thought – Remember, even Judge gave him a call when they drafted Tony, and they said, right. "Don't worry, this is your replacement." Um, he's had a few concussions, Shepard, and you know right. he is. I wouldn't say he's getting on the back nine, but he's he's been around a while. He's a veteran, and you start getting a little, you know, getting more expendable as you get into the contract. Right? And, yeah. Next year is a make it or break a year. Oh well, right. that's a big. I think it's eleven million, if I remember hearing right. and reading soon. So yeah. it's it, he's definitely going to have to take some sort of pay cut next year unless he goes off. Um, it really depends on the Kadarius Tony situation with him and how he how he, he uh, plays his rookie year on as well. So yeah, Tony has another best start to camp. You know he's been in and out with um, yeah COVID and it looks really- weird. Him wearing eighty nine looks weird as well. And what about Shepard wearing number three? Well, he looks awesome wearing number three. I'm very I love happy. It, but- like it's like if he was hopefully he stays on the team next year. That I would definitely consider getting a. Shepard jersey because I've always liked Shep. Oh, he's I, a he's been a complete fan favorite. He was on the team the last time we made the playoffs, and he's the he's the longest tenure giant. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. by a year. 
been so much turnover. It's Disgusting. Crazy. It's it's really embarrassing. Uh, like like I've said the last two podcasts, we've only made the playoffs once in the last ten seasons since winning the Super Bowl. So, <sighs> home record in the league before last year. We had, yeah, we had the worst home record in the league. I remember the Dolphins were second to us, and we're, yeah. we're sick of losing. That's why they're fighting. That's why we're starting to get passionate. We're right. finally seeing a little turnaround here. Right. We were, we needed something. I don't mean you talk a lot. We needed to see the Giants start to show us some fight, show us something. Yeah, we no. Fucking expect to lose every single game anymore. I'm just not gonna fly. I've been right. Every single game, I can't watch it. Just keep going in and getting destroyed. It's, and it's you need. We're the psychos that watch every single moment of every single game, no matter if we're up seventy five nothing or down seventy five nothing. We're we're in the we're in the thick of it with them. That's why we take it so personally. Um, right. And being at those games, it's just it's just soul crushing, especially uh, I've mentioned it to you a few times. Did we? No, we did. We didn't know each other yet. But that that Tennessee Titan game, that December mm. Tennessee Titan game, pouring rain in December, we have three wins. <laughs> did we even know. have three wins at the time? We might have had two at that point. Yeah, no, it was two because they beat we beat uh the redskins and dolphins so we only won two games no different year i'm sorry i'm getting all the years um, i think we beat some afc west teams that year if i remember right 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 right. sorry i'm i'm mixing up it would be the south actually right so that was the most soul-clutching game as a season ticket holder the last this will be my fifth season i started evan ingram's rookie year so i got the fifth year extension as well okay so, yeah, we they need to start winning. It's just enough's enough, and we're ready for it. How about the defensive yeah, side? Defensive side, okay. You can, you can start it off since I started off on the offensive side. All right. I appreciate that. Um, who am I going with? Lorenzo Carter was a guy I wrote down from last year. Um, I like him. I'm gonna go with Xavier McKinney. Actually, he's a guy Ooh, I love when we drafted him. Um, he was on my list. Yeah. So last year we got him. He was another guy expected to go in the middle of the first round. We got him in the second round, top of the second, and he was injured as well. He missed some games, but when he came back, you kind of saw some glimpses of the playmaker he could be. And also, him going into the lineup, I think, is gonna allow Julius Peppers to play a little bit more in the box and really impact the run game and maybe even rush the passer a little bit. But I think McKinney is going to be that ball hawk, the center fielder, you know, get us some turnovers. I'm ex- I'm just excited to see him play. I watched him in Alabama. He was an absolute stud. Nick Saban raved about him. And I think he's going to take off this year. And the best thing with McKinney and Peppers is they can interchange on certain plays. Yeah. So um, Graham's going to be dialing it up. And there's going to be plenty of times of three safeties in the box, three safeties with Logan Ryan on the field. Logan Ryan can be our uh, nickel corner at certain plays. It's Patrick Graham is going to have a lot of fun this year, especially with our secondary. Um, Yeah, no, that's a good one with McKinney. He he showed some flashes. Granted, unfortunately, he was hurt for most of the season. So this is really, truly his real rookie year. He didn't play enough to be like, oh, yeah, he had a great rookie year. He, Yeah, he ended it on a high note with picking off Andy Dalton at in week 17 just for us to have that hope of 
if the Cowboys, I mean, if the Eagles lose, we make the playoffs. Uh, if the Eagles win, we would win the make the playoffs. But obviously, we know what happens with that. But um, yeah, McKinney's a good one. He took that one for me. I, all jokes aside, um, let's see. Who do you who do you got, Dan? Uh, see, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stick with the secondary, and and he's technically not a breakout guy. But he can be a lot better than what he's been the, his most of his career. He's very solid, and and McKinney's going to help him out. I think Peppers is going to have that breakout year. Um, he's going into a contract year, oh and he's a very I, – I think he's arguably a heart and soul member of this off, uh, on this whole entire team. Um, he was the special teams captain last year, but he, you know he's the captain of the whole entire team. It's going to be interesting who the captains are this year, Harris, because there's so many guys that are like, "Wow, yeah, he are the he you're, he can be the captain of the team," especially on the I defensive Logan, side. We should debate on that. Who's who's our captain? We can, we I'm can, going, we can. We'll we'll get that Blake later. We'll do that later yeah. in the training camp. But I'm getting excited, Dan. Calm me down. It is crazy how many like that's how like, that's a sign of a good leadership of a team is like how many leaders are on this team that there might not even be a captain on the team you know what I mean so I'm going with Pep contract year he he shows he's the dog of the defense especially in the secondary he can he can play up in the box he could play coverage. Yeah, unfortunately, that one catch to Boston Scott was literally a perfect throw. For the most part, he he's a stud safety, and he's all he's the best. Uh, sorry for lisping on that. He's the best off. He's the best athletic, most athletic player on the whole entire team, unless Saquon's healthy. But he's definitely top two. Um, yeah, we talked about it the other day. He feels like he's been around forever. He's only twenty five years old, ever. right? And he's nasty. So. I really hope he finds the way to stay on the Giants, but depending on how McKinney McKinney plays, it could not be very well his last year. But I think how he's meant to be on this team, and he's from Jersey, I think there's no way in hell he's not going to be on the team. So talk me off the ledge for not having him not come back, which I I really hope he comes stays. Obviously. I think he'll be here. I think him being from Jersey, just how much he means to the team, I think they'll find a way to keep him. Um, so look at us with both the starting safeties. Um, yeah, want to go often? You want to go linebacker or you want to go D line um, for the second breakout guy? I was gonna, I was gonna hit on Dexter Lawrence a little bit. Sex, solid, sexy, solid Dexy, rookie, sexy, sexy Dexy. Um, I think, you know, we unfortunately we lost um, Dalvin Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. That was a very sad loss for me personally. Right. I actually got to know him at the gym a little bit, and he's a great model citizen. Another guy I wish we would have kept, but Dexter Lawrence, he's going to step up now, and he's going to be – we're going to expect him to rush the passer a little bit too, I think. That's the one thing I think he was – he did it in spurts, but if he actually starts putting a little pressure in the pocket in the middle, we already know he can stop the run. But him and Leonard Williams up front, they can really control the whole line of scrimmage. And, yeah, I think Lawrence is going to come into his own if he hasn't already. Go up a little bit more and ascend into a top. Right. It's year three for him as well. He's had his moments. Um, He's going to be on the – he's going to be defensive end again. 
So him and Leo are going to be bookending it, and they both can eventually right. be nose tackles every now and then, especially on a passing down. Um, I like I like Dexter as well. Um, hopefully he gets more snaps this year. Obviously with the situations going on, and with Danny Sheldon just clogging up the middle, it it our D our interior D line is going to be very impressive this year. Um, that's a good one. You basically took everything I was going to say with that. Um, I apologize. No, that's why you're here. Um, so I guess my breakout guy is, hmm, I can't do it for a rookie. Um, hopefully Aziz Ojolari breaks oh, out this year. I knew it. I, I really hope so. He, he was our second round pick. A lot of people said he could have went to us at eleven. That was my um, pick. I think I, I think I texted you yeah. that I wanted to. So, and then somehow we he fell to us at fifty. We kept on moving back, and we magically got him. So, he he's a stud pass rusher. Um, if he learns and grows right away, he could be that guy that sparks us a little bit. Why not? He's a for whatever reason, Giants love Georgia Bulldogs. He's gonna be fitting right in with Tay Crowder. And obviously, uh, Andrew Thomas, um, they just love Georgia guys. Obviously, DeAndre Baker on top of that list, even though he was a knucklehead. Let's forget about him. (laughs) But I think with him, he's he's already playing with the first teamers. So I I really hope he comes along with with, uh, um, Lorenzo Carter and O'Shea Zimenez and just hopefully – one of those guys pan out with uh, um, Ojolari, and we we get it going on the outside, because that's really our biggest weak point on the whole entire defense is the pass rush. Other than Leo Williams, I'm happy that OC is there, Tuck is there. I'm hoping they can teach these guys a little bit. You know, maybe get some tricks of the trade. Because OC reminds me of Ojolari. They kind of have some similarities in their game. I should actually right. reverse that. Ojolari reminds me of OC. Smaller guys, very fast off the ball, and. Well, maybe he's coaching him up when we got something, a diamond in the rough. So let's let's hope so. Let's really hope so with that. Um, okay. do you have any more players? Middle linebacker? Ooh. Other than Blake Martinez? Blake, well, Blake, he's already broken out. I mean, he almost Yeah, no, he's out. not broken out. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Other than Blake. What about Tay Crowder? Yeah, I Mr. Mean, Irrelevant. He played put yeah. He played pretty picks. well. Yeah. He won us the um what game was it, Dan, when he had the fumble return? Was that against the Redskins? Yeah, the Washington football team. We don't right. say that I wish to take Crowder, you know, and then he um, – Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant playing a huge role in our, in our linebacker corps, so. Right. No, I, I really hope he continues to grow because he, he really showed a lot of people a lot of uh, effort. Um, he flashed in the Rams game too, I remember. Yeah, right. Good no, it's it's going to be interesting, especially with the middle linebacker who's going to be playing next to Blake Martinez. Um, Raglan hasn't played yet in camp for whatever reason. They didn't. It's disclosed injury. Oh no, yeah, I don't remember what the exact injury was, but it was a non-football injury, so that could literally mean anything. Do you know what it yeah. is? Uh, the negative reports kind of scare me before you know the season even right. starts. So we'll see. Um, I don't know. I heard Carter Quaplin's getting some looks inside too. Right. Um, yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting battle actually to see. 
But yeah, I think I'm we're going to look for a preseason cut, I think. I think we're going to be on the on the radar looking out for somebody to cut a veteran, maybe right. bring him into our he, team. Yeah. yeah, we could easily – I can't wait to do that pod. Hopefully you're available for that one right. of the cut-down day. Um, Let's see. All right, so those are the breakouts. Um, are you, I know you're going to FanFest. We'll wrap it up with this since it was a good way to end it. What are you looking forward to at FanFest? And then we'll we'll get your recap on next Thursday. Personally, um, you know, since COVID, we weren't able to go to see the Giants in the stadium. I haven't been there since, you know, 2019, neither of you. And I just want to get my hands on the team, you know, get my eyes out there. I want to see the guys again. I want to see the fans again. Right. So I'm just excited to see the whole team in person, to be honest. I'm not looking for anything specific because it is just practice, but right. To see the team fight, you know, fighting, getting better. I want to see Daniel Jones completing some passes and you know, go into the season on the right note and hopefully take care of the Jets after that. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, everybody. I know a lot of people are going. Unfortunately, I am not going. So, yeah, I'll see you at week one. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, yeah. asking about preseason. I don't, I don't tend to go. It's, it's wasting live bullets for me driving from Long Island to Jersey just to watch. Um, a half or something like that. Maybe later when my son gets a little older, maybe I'll take him to a game or two then. But um, preseason, I don't tend to go. Um, especially the last couple of years, home games were on Thursday or Friday nights where I would have to take off from work or have a half day. And I obviously, I'm not wasting a day off for a preseason game. So, yeah, no, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to talk about it with you. I, I have so many people going that um by the way if i'm gonna mention this um talking giants that are actually having a tailgating party in lot g i you gotta look follow them on all the social medias and with the time they're apparently doing it with uh lpg license plate guy and a couple other famous um giant people on uh giants twitter uh christy entertainer and all the other uh, talking blue, uh, talking giants, uh, I was saying bleeding blue and talking giants in one word. Uh, so Justin, Bobby's actually coming up from Florida. Unfortunately, I'm missing him with that. Would have been cool to meet him finally, but, um, yeah, stop by, say, say hi to them. And if you, um, stop by and let them know that I, I sent them and they'll be happy that you came, um, until next week, um, hopefully everybody stays healthy uh everybody stay safe and go giants and thank you harris for coming on i'll talk to you next week all right let's do it dan thanks for having me man no problem let's go giants